Okay, that's what I like to hear. <sighs> On a day like today, I need something to go right. <laughs> oh. Sounds like uh, with today, you either need, you know, bottle or a bottle. <laughs> I need something. I don't know. I am just. Ugh. Is it fall yet? That's all I have to say. <laughs> I want to do fun things with my kid. I really, really do. But he is just being such an asshole and not wanting to help do anything. And I'm like, yeah! Like, why in the world would I want to do anything fun when you're going to be an asshole? Like, I want to do the fun things, but you got to help me out a little. There's a cat here. That's good. It's Sparrow. He's cute. I love my cats. Cats are good. Cats, cats are a good thing. Yep. He must know I'm stressed. So he's like, I will come and sit by you. Oh, kitty. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. Such a good boy, little Sparrow's little Sparrito. <laughs> Sparrito. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna do mine for this Thursday. So you want to go ahead and hear about my story? Yeah. Let's okay. get into it. Oh wow. Okay, so. We're going to talk about a guy named David Glenn Lewis. Okay. David Glenn Lewis, he uh, lived a pretty normal life. He was 39 years old. He worked in law, had a house, a wife, a kid. Everything seemed normal. Always does, though, doesn't it? Yes. No, one, no one's surprised when the people who live in weird, messed up lives all of a sudden have weird things happen. No. All right. So, on January 28th of 1993, David's wife, Karen, took their daughter, Lauren, to Dallas for a shopping trip. Okay. They, did, they lived in Texas. I don't know where's the name of wherever they lived. It wasn't Dallas. Dallas was, like, a few hours away. Okay. So, it was, like, a weekend trip. They went to go shopping. Okay. January 31st was the Super Bowl, which was set to start at 530. And David was there at his house to start a tape to start recording the game. He had to be there because in 1993, his VCR didn't have like a program to start it at a certain time or anything. In order to start this tape, he had to be there. Oh man, do you remember those days? Yeah, yeah. so he was <laughs> at his game, some, I mean his house, sometime shortly before 5.30 to start recording the Super Bowl. We are that old that we yeah. remember that. Yes. Okay, so the dude starts recording the Super Bowl. Later that day, pretty late, uh, his wife and daughter return home from their shopping trip and find the house empty. David's car is gone, and his watch and his but his watch and wedding ring and his personal belongings are in the house. Okay. So at, at first, Karen just assumes he went to a friend's to watch the Super Bowl. 
it's pretty late. She doesn't panic yet. She's like, he'll probably come back tomorrow morning. He may have gone to a friend's to watch the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe if he's drinking or something, he won't drive back tonight. Okay. Once again, 1993, not like she could just call his cell phone. She doesn't panic. Right. She doesn't know this, but at some point during that evening, a plane ticket is purchased in David's name from Dallas to Amarillo. That's where they lived. That was the name of it, Amarillo. So Dallas is a six-hour drive away or an hour flight. Okay. Okay. So at some point, a plane ticket is bought in his name. Can't verify if he bought it, but it was bought in his name from Dallas, which is where the family was, to where they lived. Okay. At 1024 that night, a John Doe is killed in Yakima, Washington. No drugs or alcohol is found in their system. The John Doe is in well-worn military fatigues with no identification. Okay. Okay. February 1st, 1993. He hasn't returned home yet. His wife starts to worry, like, okay, he may have stayed at a friend's last night, but he should be coming back now. She reports him missing. Mm. Okay. February 2nd, 1993. His car is found in front of the Potter County Courts building with the keys under the front mat. Okay. So, his wife knew that something bad had happened to him. Apparently, he had recently been threatened by someone, but he wouldn't give his wife details. Like, he didn't want, um, he didn't want them to, like, be too involved because he didn't want them to be threatened and worried. He had been a judge in a nearby county for four years, so there's probably mm-hmm. a lot of people who didn't like him. Yeah. Okay. Never seen from again. Time passes. They look for him. They look for him. I mean, and then eventually, 11 years later, the John Doe that was killed that night in Washington is identified as David. What? Yeah. Um, eventually, that John Doe once the technology advances to do more DNA testing and someone sees a misting poster of David and it gets matched up with the John Doe in Yakima, Washington, and it gets matched to David. What? And that is why I am so intrigued by this story. Uh, (gasps) Whoa, there is just, what? Okay. How, how did he end up in Washington? I mean, Texas to Washington? What the hell happened? Well, and uh, that plane ticket wasn't to Yakima. Like, no, it was from Texas to Texas. Yeah. And why the hell was he wandering the middle of the road? The person who died in Yakima that night, which we later learned is David, was hit by a car while wandering the freeway. So somehow David ends up wandering a freeway in the middle of Yakima with no drugs or alcohol in his system? What? Okay. Who hit him? Why was there a ticket purchased from Dallas 
to Amarillo. What, I mean, but then again, we also know him, or at least someone drove his car to the courthouse. How did he get from the courthouse to wherever the hell else he was? I am just so baffled by this case. What in the world? Like, I am so confused and I really need some bounce back on this guy. Why? What, like, okay. So I understand why this guy would become a target because, I mean, like I said, he was a judge. There's probably a lot of criminals, sleazy guys who would be after him. But how in like shortly before 5.30 to 10.30 did they get him to Yakima, put him in the middle of the road and have him hit by a car? And why did someone purchase a plane ticket? I mean, I kind of doubt he was ever on that plane. Holy... And even if he would have been on that plane, it was from Dallas to his hometown. So how would he have gotten to Dallas? Uh, oh, what? It's so weird. And his poor wife and daughter have just been sitting here for, it was 11 years since they identified him. So what how many years since 1993? Almost 20 years. Just like, not sure what the hell happened. <laughs> Well, no way. I mean, what? Like, I mean, I'm sure it was frustrating to not know what happened. So he was confirmed being seen five hours before that. Well, he had someone, I guess it didn't have to be him, but someone started the tape in the VCR at his house to record the Super Bowl. Okay. So so I guess technically it doesn't have to be him who was in the house to start that tape, but somebody was. Okay. Technically, I think the last confirmed sighting was the day before. Okay, so technically, they have at least 24, maybe the more than that, hours that so, he has not been confirmed to be seen. Yeah. So I guess technically, if this is some big ploy, someone could have gone in the house and started recording the game, maybe as like something to make the wife not worry or something. Yeah. Make... Because, I mean, if... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get comfy. I'm like, so, no, I don't think we have any proof that it was David himself who started that VCR tape. Okay. But someone was in the house then. And he said he'd been threatened? Mm-hmm. But his wife's probably like, okay, not again. Let's face it. If you're a judge, you're probably getting, you know threats all the time so maybe he was working on a case or worked on a case like sentenced someone big to jail or something and he had people from outside that could take care of him okay but once again how do you take care okay so i mean they by take care of him even if they somehow kidnapped him and took him to Yakima, how did they put him in the middle of the road and have him hit by a car? Did the person in the car, did that person stop or was it a hit and run? It was a hit and run. Okay. Well, who's to say that... But why was he out wandering the road? Well, who's to say he actually was? Maybe they like forced him somehow to be there or something. Or was he just, like, beat up and people just thought it was a hit and run because of how beat up he looked? 
Maybe even I in the middle of the night. Maybe even in the well, middle of the night. It was like 10.34. Someone accidentally ran over him and not even realizing what it was. Because if a body's Maybe already laying on the ground and then someone comes by and just runs it over and he's like, oh, that was a weird bump or whatever. I do feel like there was probably something specific. But I don't know how beat up the body was like it was damaged before. Yeah, because, I mean, let's say, you know, it was just put there and it was all he was already gone at that point and someone driving was driving late at night and just ran over him not even realizing what it was or maybe they ran over the body on purpose to make it look like a hit and run yeah i don't know so and if his keys were under his seat before i left that is a sign of like hey someone's gonna come take my car or something you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll just leave him under here and you can grab the car later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Isn't okay, that so I maybe. mean, why else why else would you put the keys under this under the the car mat unless someone else was gonna come grab the car? Okay, so maybe he did that. Or maybe he was going to go with someone else to Dallas. And then he had the flight back home for his car and he was going to go like talk to someone, but instead of just talking it out with them, they took him to Yakima. Maybe. Or maybe they even met up at the airport. They found out he was going. Maybe he was trying to, I don't know, get away for a little bit or something. And, and uh, they got him at the airport and then took him to Yakima. Yeah. I mean, once he's at the airport, but they would have had to buy a ticket under someone else's name because as far as I know, there was never a plane ticket purchased to Yakima, which I feel like we would have access to if we know there was a ticket purchased from Dallas to Amarillo. Well, what if they were at the airport and they followed him or whatever and then made him go somewhere else? Well, I mean, and almost, I feel like he almost has to fly in order to get... I guess we don't know for positive it was him in the house five hours before, but I was going to say in order for the timeline to work of him getting from Texas to Yakima, Washington in those like five hours. Then again, you're right. That, I mean, that seems a little sketchy anyway. So maybe it wasn't him who put the tape in the VCR. Yep. Because I mean, I'm like 22 hours from what i think i'm like 22 hours from texas dallas at least this is a total guess i don't know and i'm oh 10 hours from yakima washington and i don't even know if there's that much of a straighter course so i mean that's more than a day's drive if they didn't fly yeah i'm not sure exactly i've been to yakima washington yeah, I don't know. Like, it is the strangest. This case is going to bother me for years. It is a one-day, six-hour drive. So they had to have flown. Mm -hmm. Could it possibly so have been, like, a private him... jet or something? 
maybe, maybe one of these people who was threatening him or he put in jail had like some ties, some like drug lords or something with money. And like when I told you I had a really interesting story, you jokingly asked me if it was aliens, but I'm over here like, did aliens abduct him and toss him in the middle of the road of Yakima, Washington, where he got hit by a car? Cause all of a sudden there was just a person there. Possibly. I don't know what else happened. Well, yeah, possibly on that too. But <laughs> I mean, I, it makes up. <laughs> I don't know. The dude tried to watch the Super Bowl and then he died in Yakima and his family didn't know for 11 years. Well, let's be honest, that's smart because counties don't talk to other counties, let alone other states talking to other states. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, and you have to wonder too, like, then does the killer have ties to Washington or is that completely random? I don't know. I, it just, none of it makes sense to me. And like, if to go through the whole precision detail of starting the VCR. I don't know. I mean, my thought on that is either he didn't start the vcr or either the wife and daughter did but just like don't recollect it when would they have started it i don't know they were gone six hours away for like two days someone else had to have started it then because his body was literally found in there so there's no way like it couldn't have been him but it was enough to make the wife think Huh, he started a recorder of the game. Maybe he went over to a friend's, like I said, maybe had a few beers, didn't right. want to drive home tonight. Right, and not worry. Yeah. It was enough to make her not worry about it. That's crazy. Man, it's just like, and the, that I mean, who, had to have been what happened because there's no way, because that was identified as his body. There's no way that he started that. Well, and Whoever did this also probably knew that his wife and daughter were out of town. Mm -hmm. I bet you. I don't know if he went to the courthouse and there they're like, hey, we're going to go to the airport and you're going to buy this ticket. But nope, we're not going to go there. Instead, we're going to go on our private jet or whatever, just to throw people off. Or if they met him at the airport. Yeah, like. Those are my two thoughts. And my thought is it's or maybe, someone big, like someone big is behind this. Well, I definitely feel like they have to have resources. Like not just your average Joe could pull this off. No. It would have to have been like a mob boss or someone really powerful and a drug lord or something like that. Yeah. It's just so weird. I have no idea. Like I said, my my own theories, I don't even make sense half the time because I'm like, okay, well, he couldn't have been home. How did they lure him out of the house, though? Did someone else drive his car there? Because I feel like if someone else was in his house to start the tape... That's true. Someone could have came to his house. Maybe he was starting the tape. Well, I wait, that means he was doing it after, huh? Mm, Maybe he was at his house. 
they came over and they made him drop his car off at the courthouse. They made him go to the airport, made him purchase this plane ticket that he's never would never go to and take him on a private jet. Yeah. Beat the crap out of him and then ran him over with their car. A few states All because and they he was knew. a judge. Yeah. Yep. Because and I'm sure they've done stuff like this before. But they knew that, you know, counties don't talk to each other, states don't talk to each other. We're gonna be able to get away with this. And the sad fact is, I mean, they probably did. It's been almost twenty years. And he is just a mystery. That's what I gotta think. Like it is just such a weird and interesting case to me. He said, I, if I were his wife, I would just, like, lose sleep wondering what the hell happened. Well, like, because some of the theories I've read had a theory, you know, that it was, like, suicide and that some people commit suicide far away so that, like, their family doesn't figure it out for a long time and doesn't worry instantly and, to, like, spare the family for a while. Yeah. But even if he did that, why would his car be at the courthouse? Who would have driven him everywhere? Like, it still doesn't line up. Yeah. So I don't think that one's accurate because why would he not have driven his car to the airport or left his car at home and taken a taxi to the airport? And why, uh, whose name did he purchase the airplane ticket under if that were the case? Yeah, I... And why would he purchase the ticket from Dallas to just, no, that one doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah. This one is baffling to me. And if any of our listeners have any theories on this, I would absolutely love some other theories. Um, Please feel free to email us at crimetheoriespodcast at gmail.com because I would love it if someone has some other insights on this. Yeah, please. I mean, I'm just as baffled. It is so strange. Like, when I was first researching this, and I read, a man identified after 11 years to be John Doe, who was killed same day went missing, however many miles away. And I was like, wait, what the hell? (laughs) That's a good way to put it. What the hell? What the actual F, guys? And then I started doing the research and it just got weirder. Like, wait, what? That, I, mm. So if you guys have any theories, let us know. Or, I mean, shoot. If you guys know anything, yeah. But let us know. Yes, we would love to hear some other theories. And guys, if you are in you know, enjoying quarantine as we all are and and you want to, uh, you know, make your own website and host your own website, uh, you can go to bluehost.com slash crime theories and you can get a Bluehost hosting service for only $2.65 a month. And I've used them before and they are fantastic freaking tastic when it comes to hosting 
And plus you get your free, your first domain on the house as well, which if you know, they can cost anywhere from $4 to up to like $300. So this is actually a really great deal, guys. So, uh, especially if it's one of those $300 domains. Hey, actually what your uh, girlfriend's was 4,000. Yeah. We're not <laughs> going to go with that one. I don't think that one was included in this one, but if you are at home and you're like, you know what, it's about time for me to uh, work on a website and, uh, you need some hosting, feel free to go to bluehost.com slash crime theories and, Get it for two sixty five a month. So. Yeah, if you've developed some new hobbies during all this, go ahead and share them. Yeah, I, I keep telling her girlfriend that she needs to make a drink recipe one because her drinks look amazing. Even though I can't taste them, I can taste them through the screen, and they are amazing. And for some <laughs> reason, every time Adrian and my girlfriend have been in the same house before, one or the other of them was sick we just like yep yep we just like make each other sick to our stomach we keep trying though we keep trying one day one day we will meet up when we are both not sick (laughs) one day all right guys well you can find us on patreon patreon.com slash crime theories podcast pod and uh instagram and facebook at crime theories pod and our email crime theories pod at gmail.com Feel free to submit requests or theories. Yep, we will take all of them. And uh, keep fucking going.